Now we're doing the goddamn thing. Okay, hello and welcome. This is Six Side Girls. Uh, it's a podcast, finally. My name's Elizabeth. I'm Stacy. <laughs> and uh, we are the, the Six Side Girls. Um, so here's a weird story. I've never been cool, <laughs> but I have a weird smattering of followers on Instagram for telling funny stories, mostly about my ex-boyfriends. So um, somehow people thought a good idea would be me one take talking for several minutes at a time. So I decided to make Stacy do it with me as all things. Um, let's see. We should introduce ourselves probably, even though most of you know us. Um, we both are students. I'm in my undergrad finishing this this year soon. Like, I think I saw under 100 days now. Um, I do German and women and gender studies. And uh, outside of that, I like death studies and death positivity. Um, formerly a musician, still making some kind of art. Uh, mother to two cats. I think that's it. What about you, Stacy? What do you do? Um, right now, I'm a master's student in women, gender, and sexuality studies. Um, was a un- mm. unintentional Chinese major as an undergrad. Keep going back. Um, before that, I had almost a decade in retail culinary (laughs) the list goes on the list goes on um that's how we met was retail so that's we've been together five years i should mention if there's anyone that's listening to this that doesn't know us we are a couple we've been together for five years we got engaged a little over six months eight months ago um that's how we know each other (laughs) so we've been together for several years now um and now we're doing more creative stuff together which is fun there's that part in gilmore girls when Harris becomes editor of the uh, Daily News, and they have the line that she, he says, like, one day I was sleeping with the editor, and then I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's our story as Spencer's. One day yeah. I was sleeping with the boss, and the next you were. So this podcast originally was going to be called Grounds for Divorce. We were going to drink coffee and give relationship advice as to people who have been serial monogamous in progressively unhealthy relationships. <laughs> um, but I think that's going to get cannibalized in this podcast. Um and be a segment because I've I briefly talked about it you know on the Instagram where I'm so famous and uh, a lot of people talked about their scary tinder dates now we met in 2013 which I think was pre-tinder I'm not sure but I feel confident saying that I think OkCupid was the thing but we've never I've never been on the tinder I, I don't even think I've seen tinder I've been on Grinder, which I think says a lot about me as a queer person <laughs> I've been on the Grinder. I've heard of Bumble I've seen a person's grinder, but I haven't. Oh, Stacy! Sorry, Stacy's getting up to. Um, the cats are, of course, acting out. They are five and a half years old and still desperately seeking attention. I think they're supposed to be in cat years in their like twenties or thirties, but they still act like teenagers. Oh no! <laughs> we still have our Christmas tree up. We normally keep it up. Stacy's birthday is um is at the end of January, so we have a, a Halloween Christmas tree combo, and we usually. Try to keep it up from September to January, um, but we've been really bad about that. It's fine. Um, okay, so an icebreaker. Describe the mug that you're drinking tea from. Um, it is a <laughs> kind of circular black and green mug from the Carnegie Museum of Natural History, and it has a bronchiosaurus on it. Oh, I like that you knew which dinosaur it was. Um I didn't plan this. I just picked the mug that didn't have as much grime on the inside. 
Um, mine is a black standard mug with the Field Museum on it. Stacy is standing up, threatening our cat with water. Oh no! <laughs> no no no! Don't do it. <laughs> um, we they never act. They're so good until about nine thirty, which is when we're recording this in the PM, um, and that's when they really come out to shine. So, anyways, yeah, describe your mug. Um, so we this is our introduction, and we thought we've been talking a lot about the early two thousands, um, the twenty or not the twenties, the nineties. <laughs> The 20s have truly come and gone. Our 20s are truly coming and going. Um, but we there's now that the 90s have been revived and Delia's, Delia's, I don't know how to say it. Uh, Delia's is back. <laughs> that was the most meager splash. That's all it took. Um, the water was finally. I was hoping the threat of a splash would get him to stop. No, he's really is a rebel like his mother. Um, anyways, we've been talking a lot about the early 2000s and... Um, as two people with complicated relationships with social media, I think we both can agree that the best social media that ever happened was MySpace. MySpace. MySpace was truly the greatest thing. I'll talk more about that later in our in our final segment. Um, but I think my favorite part about MySpace was the the bulletin surveys. You learned so much. Yes, I knew which suicide girl I was, but it changed depending on. Wait, are you using BuzzFeed quiz? No, MySpace quiz. There was a quiz on MySpace that you could figure out which suicide girl you were. No, 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 no. These are you answer questions about yourself. This isn't... I didn't remember... I don't remember MySpace being the... It predicating BuzzFeed yeah, with the so quizzes. You, ans- you answered like a whole bunch of oh. questions and then it gave you... And then you could put the HTML link into your like, onto <laughs> your profile page so that people could see... Like you would go onto people's pages and see which suicide girl they were. But it changed... Like, I would always change it because sometimes I wanted the punk girl and sometimes I wanted the goth girl. So I would change the band from Skinny Puppy to Veruca Salt and it would give you one or the other. I'm guessing Veruca Salt is the punk. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't ever do that. I didn't know that you could do that. Maybe that was... Yes, that was like... When did you get on MySpace? Do you remember? 2003. Oh, my God. I think I was still on Neo. Like, freshman freshman year high school? Oh, this is the other fun thing about us. We um we are three and a half, almost on the dot years apart. My birthday is July seventeenth. Hers is uh, January twenty sixth. I almost said twenty seventh. I'm sorry, um twenty sixth. So we are like three years, six months, and ten days apart. So we have these funny things. It, we don't ever notice it until it's like, oh, what were you doing in two thousand three? I would have been ten years old. So think about that for a minute. Um. I think I joined, I want to say that I was on MySpace. I remember being on it too early. So maybe I wasn't that long after you. I think it was like 2004, 2000. I would have had it in middle school. So that would have been, yeah, 2004, 2005. I think I had it. I think everyone stopped using it in like 2006. (laughs) That's not true for me. (laughs) Because I still had it. I still had it in 2008. Mm -hmm. And people were switching to Facebook, but Facebook was like too confusing for me. I didn't like writing in the third person. But no one used... That was weird. But, like, people had kind of stopped using MySpace. I... Maybe it's just me riding the wave all the way until I'm belly flopping onto the shore. But I think I had MySpace until I was... Until at least 2007, 2008, possibly. I think I still used it, albeit not regularly, until... My grad, I graduated in 2011. 
I feel like that's something I that I did. I had my space, and then I was on a lot of message boards, which I miss dearly. That's why we have Reddit. And then I had a Zanga, <laughs> mm-hmm. but only briefly because I had to talk to one of my friends who was, like, too cool to have my space. Mm, we always had the one. But then I had a friend who I was on <laughs> two different message boards with make my profile because I didn't know how to work Zanga. <laughs> and I, had a, uh, it was pre again predicating the social media manager. And I didn't know how to set it up and so I had her do it mm-hmm. and we were both on an Evanescence message board <laughs> and an, an OTEP message board. But she was like ran a slipknot message board and then we made I was a admin on a Slipknot message board with her just to help manage it, even though I didn't, like, I don't think I, I had listened to, even knew what Slipknot sounded like until probably um, 20. How do you describe Slipknot? You have a really funny, as some as two people who worked at, we'll just add ourselves at Spencer Gifts, you for much, much longer yes. than me. Um, I only like one song by Slipknot, Vermilion Part 2. It's the only good Slipknot yeah. song, in my opinion. It's just a bunch of guys in masks, and it's like a guy kind of screaming, and then there's like 10 guys that pound on, like, soup cans mm-hmm. and maybe maybe one pounds on a steel drum it sounds like a less talented version of um you ever were, were you ever in choir and you had to like watch the videos of different like musical acts and it was always one that was like they found f- like fucking trash cans and that was like oh, yeah. you know a rustic return yeah, to indigenous like... forms of music or some shit i remember I one stomp that... was really popular so oh shit is that like... the one where they were in the air With the broomsticks and yes the... Fuck, yes, yeah, I think that's what I'm referring to. I don't think I heard Slipknot until, like, 2012, but Mm -hmm. I helped her manage the Slipknot site, but she made my Zanga page for me, and I didn't tell her what I wanted, because I was like, you just know me, so make it. So she made it entirely Slipknot. Oh, no. (laughs) No, there was clearly a critical (laughs) miscommunication. So I had a Slipknot Zanga, but I only used it to talk to, like, two people. Oh, God. And for some reason, three of us, as only teenagers can do, could maintain enough conversation that I actually like continue to use it incredible but then I would get people that would find it because of all the Slipknot stuff and then add me but I knew nothing or cared nothing about the fans I've never brought this up in front of Stacy, but I feel like now is the perfect time to air the grievance we recently unearthed a treasure trove of old photos of her and um, I know that she doesn't want me to mention it but I'm going to there are several for- pictures of her in a Dragon Force 5 t-shirt Dragon Force Dragon Force Family Force 5. Fuck. That was the first show that I ever saw was Family Force 5. It was at a church, some church field. I went with my then band. Um, we covered a Family Force 5 song. We told them that, and they were like, fucking sick. I, I don't think they said fucking sick. My... Anyways, Dragon Force. There are several photos of you in a Dragon yes. Force t-shirt, yeah. which I love. That my brother bought for me. Mm. Oh, my Slipknot name was Disaster Pieces. <sighs> oh, God. Wasn't your, was it your old... Facebook, one of your MySpaces was Poet Tree, right? Yes, XX Poetry. T T R E X X. I don't remember. I tried to reinvent a whole new identity for myself my first go around on MySpace. Um, and then that very quickly got found out because I I'm I'm all about the um the initial part of the project and never the follow through and the the keeping it going, the sustaining it. Um and then I just made MySpace. And then I had I had to have several MySpaces because I was in a... So it was me, and then I was in a band, and then I was doing a side project with my then-boyfriend. 
Um, and then I had another side project with another friend. And then I briefly ran uh, one of my favorite ex-boyfriend stories ever. I have so many. Which we'll get to in Grounds for Divorce. Um, is I... Before I was with my long-term boyfriend in high school, I had several suitors. And one of them went on to be a bass player in uh, our, a band that a bunch of my other friends had called All Hands on Emily. with a, all, Hands with a Z, of course, of course. Um, and then it was funny because it shortened to A-ho. <laughs> so they really played on that. Um, but he started dating some girl who hated all of his friends and hated that he was in a band. It was a shitty band, to be fair. I was in it and it was a shitty band. So I took over him the last few shows that they played and I played bass and then I played bass on the record and wrote a song with them which was more than he ever did and uh we got together about a year after that happened and it was a sore subject all the way through the eight months of us being together so uh those are some sick myspace memories I remember putting on myspace that I was like going up to record and we traded we didn't even pay to record the like guitarist frontman whoever he was his dad just traded the dude weed She's like, you're letting these fucking 16-year-olds record in your fucking studio. Um, that was the first time I saw people do drugs, too. It was a weird, weird day. Oh, I miss MySpace so much. All the time. Uh, my MySpace is still up. Albeit, it's not... I very smartly took a photo of a computer screen with my old MySpace design on it. Um, but for some reason, I was like, let me... I think I was looking for photos or something. Um, and I was like, let me look at my old MySpace. There are two messages on my MySpace from the last three months. One of them, I wish I should pull it up. Um, I should have thought of that. One is from a man. He sent it in like beginning of December and he's like, hi, you're so beautiful. And it looks like, you know what you want in life. And I'm just a lonely man <laughs> deployed. Like, so, and you're like, okay, this is weird already. You are reaching out, you're DMing me on MySpace in 2018 at the time. And uh, then he signed it off with, you can reach me here or at insert email at AOL.com. Just to really compound it. So I want to know how this man time traveled because I have a lot of questions for him. Mostly, are you okay? Um, anyways, I thought it would be a good way to get to know, you know, each other better since we don't, it's only been five years. There's so much more that we can learn about each other. Like that you had a, I didn't know you had a slipknot, Zanga. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't think I had a, you, cause you had Zanga, I had live journal. Again, yeah. something I will talk about in a little bit. I have this planned, yes, but. I had, poetry came from a no-tip and that's like how she spelled it. And that's what I used on the O-tip message boards. And then I was the first person on F boards and the other Evanescence board that was smaller was the first person to get Field of Paper Flowers. Oh, sick. I got, um. A Doctor Who reference Instagram handle. It was it's Amelia Pond. It's a riff off of that, but I can't. It's something that was like, it was I was slick getting it, and I still have people reaching out. I just have it for something. I'm not even. I'm sitting on it. I'm a terrible person. Um, now that we've switched companions, I'm not. I don't even know who the companion is now. I know that we have a, a different doctor, but anyways, that's my. I don't. I don't have any clever. I miss message boards because I miss that bands like would have message boards on their websites that you could just like talk to other people i was never in band message boards uh it was exclusively like disney actors and actresses that i fucked with um i was in an anne hathaway <laughs> i love the princess diaries one and two are some of my favorites gesundheit are you sneezing or are you dying um the the anne hathaway message board i think is the first one that i remember and then the other one was um 
there's a, a show on Disney, or there was, called Phil of the Future, and there was a really cute boy who was the main character, um, and he had some kind of fan website, which is really funny, because now, I think Stacy has gone to blow her nose, so you just have to listen to me ramble, which is why you all wanted this anyways. Um, it's really funny, because the lead role uh, that played Phil in Phil of the Future has recently come back into vogue, because he did these really cool gender-bendy photos um he was my jewish boy enlightenment i have had since him a slew of other jewish boys that i have been in love with including max bemis the lead singer of say anything uh zach braff that's the most early 2000 thing i will ever say but there is a movie with him in in leather pants but yeah so out of all of the message boards i've been in uh they are truly nothing but embarrassments but i did learn a lot from them i don't know how obvious it'll be but um i'm a little under the weather and Stacy is perpetually leaking from all of her orifices, so she had to go relieve herself. That sounded <laughs> worse than it needed yeah. to. I'm so sorry. I am decrepit zombie body. <laughs> I'm just leaking bodily fluids. You're just Rob Zombie's grosser sister, Bob Zombie? Yes. <laughs> Bobby Zombie. Bobby Zombie. Um, be Bobby May would be my name. That's a good one. Bobby May Zombie. When I worked at Kohl's, which is a weird thing that I say to people. So now um, now that I'm, I don't want to say heavily tattooed, but I like have several piercings in my face. I have almost a full arm of tattoos, a, a decent collection on my leg. Um, anytime I start a sentence with, oh, when I worked at Kohl's, the, the look of horror on people's face. But um, the woman that trained me, her name was Bobby. And she was like the sweetest older woman. She was going to some school online to get her degree in something. And like Christian, I don't know, I think she was, I don't, I don't know what you need a degree for in Christianity, but she was getting one. Um, and again, just the sweetest woman. Uh, and when she was training me on day two, out of nowhere, this woman looks at me and is like, yeah, make sure that you put your scissors away because we've had people reach over the counter and grab them and threaten us with our own scissors, which I should have known then. Oh, also, um, so I briefly mentioned earlier that, um, this podcast originally was going to be called Grounds for Divorce, um, and the the idea behind it was, I like I said, love to tell my ex boyfriend stories as someone processing all of that trauma over years and years, and can't currently afford a therapist. Um, and then we were also gonna. I have so many friends that have just been on the most horrific Tinder dates, and I really like the idea is to have them come on the show and talk about their their awful Tinder dates, so we can just kind of, I don't know, mourn dating um all together but the other idea for this podcast was um oh no I lost it you were just saying it oh no this is embarrassing so this is the funny thing about doing a podcast is I do my Instagram stories in several takes which Stacey has to hear so that's why people are like why is she in the background of your story and she's not laughing when you're saying this hysterical thing because she's heard me try to hit the punchline seven <laughs> times um especially now that I'm I uh I recently decided to be more accessible and put subtitles on them um so that takes even longer. And then she just has to hear the video playing over and over and over as I t- transcribe myself. I laugh every single time, though. So that's something about me. Oh, we were going to call it the podcast Lady Bits. Oh, we were going to call it Lady Bits. But there was, oh, uh, uh, Retails from the Crypt was the. Oh, yes, Retails from the Crypt. Retails from the Crypt. That can also be a segment. They, they will all be segments. Um, so relationship stuff, uh, the several stories, because part of our job before was catching shoplifters. So that yes, we'll leads tell our, to. We'll tell our best and worst retail stories which is how we get free drinks at bars um it's our secret i think for the relationship segment we could probably 
if we get enough people listening, possibly have people email us with questions. <gasps> yeah. Um, and we can give <laughs> a relationship advice. Yes. Unsolicited. Well, is it unsolicited? Yes. The first segment will, will be our relationship <laughs> story when we get to grounds for divorce. But yeah. Then we will, we have to preface it with us not having a normal story. No. So that that's peop- a separate podcast. So that people believe that we have no idea what we're talking about. And then they Truly. ask us for their advice. Truly. Um, our Stacey hates the way I tell the way that we met, but I, again, I laugh at my own jokes constantly and it's been over five years and I still think it's funny. Um, we actually, she actually saw me for the first time at Cole City, you know, true love. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we do have an email for the podcast. We have a Twitter and an email. I don't know there. I know that podcasts have Instagrams and I only follow two. I follow my favorite murders Instagram and uh, last podcast on the left because I'm a, I am desperately and I mean, irrevocably as Stephanie Meyer would say in love with all three men from last podcast on the left, but they both come with, they tell true crime stories and then they have like photos of the scary people they talk about. So it's worth it. If you guys think we should have one, we can make one. Um, but I feel if, like we could have a podcast where I read, um, Twilight series for the first time out loud oh, with my, with my commentary. No, we can just watch the movies. The movies are better. Cause then you don't have to. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer's to, use of to, adverbs. I don't have to hear about a sinewy, Ugh. crouched, Ugh. tense, Ugh. like teenager's body. That's also a corpse. Yes. Hot animated corpse. Yes. Harry, bo- Harry boy dog. Harry boy. <laughs> fights 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 old man baby <laughs> for the love of a statue. Uh, Stacy. Though I love Kristen Stewart, and I'll defend her to the end. Amen, of the amen, amen. And mm-hmm. she just needed to get her money. I respect Unlike that. Gen- but like Jennifer Lawrence said the same thing, but then she just just continues to make crappy movies. Whereas Kristen Stewart just like got her money and she came back. She came back to us. I thought we agreed that Mother was Jennifer Lawrence turning it around. Yes, I guess Mother was really good. She just did. Um, this is going to be a big section of the podcast. This is my Jennifer Lawrence trying to think of names of things winter's bone winter's bone yes she did that and just that was everything changed my whole life and then just she did hunger games and i was okay with it but then she just kept making bad movies um the hunger games actually made me nauseous when i watched it because it's the first one so shaky um which i get is supposed to like intensify what you're watching but for me it's just it's um it's the equivalent of someone on food on a food network competition show calling their dish dish rustic you know what i mean saw the first one i and i thought it was kind of pointless but it gave us all a man with stenberg stenberg true that is a good point but i wanted to watch everything is good i was gonna watch the second one because i this is contentious this is juicy oh shit that i think the second book was the best and the second book is everyone's least favorite of the three huh i don't even remember any um, of the books. which one's the second one? Oh. First one is you know she does the hunger games and it's what's the first one called though it's the thing i think it's just called the hunger games <laughs> do i need to look it up the last one's catching fire i know it's that phenomenon where you only remember the last and the first of- yes i just I like the second uh, one the best, and people. Hunger Games. I found the movie to be kind of pointless, because the book is about so much more, and the movie was truly just about them fighting. 
and fucking respectively and that was the oh maybe okay i take it back i was wrong catching fire is the second one mocking jay yes i like catching fire the best that seems to be people's least favorite i don't remember it um i don't think she should have ended up with um the yeah with the bread boy but i digress no and, and then the uh, listen and, and this has all been out like for a long time the, so yeah and hungry games was like the least important part of that book mm-hmm. like it was the just the catalyst to get us into the story yeah and the movie was like let's just have let's focus games. solely on that but then i didn't see the second one and then the third one was right like came out and then um, Philip Seymour Hoffman died, so I'm just like, what's the point of <laughs> what's the point of watching it if Philip right. Seymour Hoffman dies? Amen. I can just watch him in all of the other great movies that he's in. That's true. Like The Big Lebowski. Oh, I still haven't seen The Big Lebowski. I love all. I was um, explaining a great detail earlier, Brent, after reading, because it's my favorite Coen Brothers movie, um, and I love so many Coen Brothers films. But I think I, just The Big Lebowski is so intimidating. He's the Big Lebowski, to, first of all. Secondly, everybody assumes when you say things like, I love Coen Brothers films, that you've seen The Big Lebowski. Um, well, he's not The Big Lebowski. I know he's not The Big Lebowski, but I know that The Lebowski is big. The, dude? The dude? Is that The Lebowski? He's The Lebowski. I only know that the, the rug ties the room together. That is the extent yes. of my knowledge about Wait, The Big Lebowski, other yes. than the fact. And White Russians. His name is Lebowski, and they is he big? are really looking for <laughs> the... Is he coming back? He is the people that destroyed his rug. Mm-hmm. To say it delicately, they shit on it. They is it like trying, the office? They were trying to attack another man named Lebowski, who is super wealthy, who oh. Philip Seymour Hoffman is his very funny servant. Mm. And dude goes to starts his adventure by going to him to get reparation for his rug, since they meant to attack him. Oh. And they're both Lebowski, but the like wealthy man is like the big Lebowski oh so there's a small Lebowski because he's who just, is he's just dude he's dude. just the dude yeah okay so the dude is the small Lebowski yes I mean that. and then yes. the big Lebowski is the one with the money yeah okay in a way this is the more the, yeah. the more you know segment of the podcast um yeah like I said haven't seen the big Lebowski I should watch it I keep meaning to watch it it's just one of those things it took, where it's so in- it was intimidating one of me. the later like one of the it took me I went through most of the other Coen Brothers movies before mm-hmm. I saw that one but I heard about it on Ace of Cakes because it was like Duff's favorite yes. thing and they go to the Lebowski fest yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say um, but yeah burn after reading I think it will always be my favorite Coen Brothers I the first one I ever saw was um Oh no, I lost it. You're a Dapper Day man. Oh, Brother Rock, though. Uh, my dad ma- let me watch that when I was very young, which yeah, is a I weird thing. Love Bird After Reading. I have a soft spot for Barton Fink. Barton Fink, also very good. And Fargo. Also, so good. Mm. There's not a Coen Brothers film I've seen that I don't but I like, like. I love What's His Face the most, so that's part of the reason. John Malkovich? No, the. Um, that's what. Very sneaky. Oh, 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 no, I can't both, think of his both name. Both Betty Sneaky and you stole, my, you stole My Story. Yes, God, these aren't even Coen Brothers films. So Betty Sneaky is the when he's in uh, Mr. Deeds and he's the... Yeah, servant. The servant, and then you find out that he's technically the illegitimate child of the dudes. He's the rightful heir to all of the money, and then Adam yeah. Sandler, I think, gives it. Steve Buscemi in that is also fucking yeah, genius. Steve Buscemi's amazing in... Wow, great. I'm so glad we got my ad- love for Adam Sandler the movies. <laughs> right off. Steve, Steve Buscemi's also in Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the bad guys. 
But he's kind of the voice of reason. Because there's the really bad guy, the wood chipper bad guy. Again, this has been out for a long time. If you haven't seen it, that's your fucking problem. Um, and then Steve Buscemi's like, why are you doing... You didn't. You weren't supposed to kill her. You were just yeah. supposed to kidnap her. I was having flashes of one of the greatest movies ever made. But I was trying to think Which of... Which movie? True Romance. I don't think I've seen it. I was trying to remember if Steve Buscemi is in that. But I think I'm just thinking of Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh my god. There's a scene in, there's a scene <laughs> in the movie where he... Someone calls him a word. And as he's had the guy ties up, he goes into the whole entomology of the word that he was called and being a fucking eggplant and going back to how the people from Spain and Sephardic Jews. And he goes on this ramble before he kills the guy mm. <laughs> that he's got tied up. But how he, awful would that be? But he first has to, like, educate him. How? I would be horrified. You know what? Truly nothing but the sweet release of death is what quells my nerves after being mansplained too i think that would really be worse than waterboarding i really want to be alabama in that movie but i think i'm um christian slater's character because mm. he likes kung fu movies and pie <laughs> and pie and she also likes pie but he's just like a total dork who likes kung fu movies that sounds about right Back in the time when you could go to shitty movie theaters and see kung fu movies all day. I was born too late. But it, Oh my god. Also at the Stop perfect it. time because the early 2000s were the greatest time to be alive. Oh god, okay. So speaking of the early 2000s, this has been a tangent brought to you by We Need to Do This Quiz. And I have to go back to the original page because I'm now on the Google. Okay. Um, so this is, I texted it to myself and the title when I texted it to myself is, A MySpace survey with 63 damn questions. Have fun. But then... Much less promising, the actual title title is uh, 63 Annoying Questions Survey, brought to you by modmyspaces.com. Um, this question isn't on it, from what I... I skimmed it just to make sure it wasn't... Sometimes they had weird, like, they have weird answer, weird questions. One of them was, like, a bunch of normal questions, and then in all caps, do you want to have two kids when you're older? No, sir, I'm so unbelievably good. Um, but the quintessential MySpace quiz question is always, what color is your underwear? It's very salacious when you're 14 on the internet. Yes. Black. Black. Well, I don't know what anyone expected from two goths. I do have um, My Little Mermaid underwear, which are very 1996 of me. Uh, okay, so question number one. Oh, this is last updated August 2006, so this is like fucking legit. This is a relic. Okay, uh, question number one. What is a song that always makes you sad? Joke's on you, I have several playlists. Um, I have one for the summer called Six Sad Summer. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Mike Judge. Uh, and then I have another one about one ex-boyfriend called Gainsy Vig. It's also just kind of turned into my general sad playlist. And then another one called Blues and Blue. Um, and then another one called Star. A lot of them are in German to be sneaky. But um, I'm trying to think. Um, there are three... Frightened Rabbit songs, I think, that do me in. Um, Poke, Keep Yourself Warm, and Good Arms versus Bad Arms. I think those are guaranteed to make me cry. And Lithium by Evanescence, if I'm being honest. Um, ooh, this is a hard one. Songs that make me cry. No, songs that make you sad. Songs that make me sad. I'm just saying that those three Frightened um, Rabbit songs like bring me to tears. Stacey feels nothing, so it's kind of... She's of, an Aquarius. All of my songs are sad, so I'm trying to think of... Yeah. One I listen to the same album on repeat over and over again. Which is ominous. And it's been that way since 2003. Um, Are you looking up? 
looking up, trying to think of songs that make me sad. Do you want to come back? Do you want to? Yeah, we should. Okay, we'll phone a friend. What was the last thing you bought? Um, the last thing I bought. Not our groceries. That doesn't count. Yeah, I was gonna say last thing I bought or last thing I had to pay for. Last thing you bought. Item I bought. Yeah, an item that you bought. Mine was a book called Structures of German. Mine was a very old person. I finally bought inserts for my Doc Martens. <laughs> oh yeah, we're being responsible. Um, the last person you argued with. Um, last person I argued with. I'm trying to think. That's a hard one. I'm very low conflict these days. I did go on a Twitter rant about how much I fucking hate other... So we're both vegan. Might as well get that out right on the fucking front. Uh, we're both vegans who hate other vegans. And um, this was a one-sided argument. But Carl's Jr., I guess, recently rolled out the Impossible Burger, which is an- just another fast food chain that has uh, that has done that. And other vegans were pissed off about it. So I went on a tirade on Twitter. I think the other argument that I had with a person was with Stacey arguing if uh, air signs are in any way functional. I, a water sign, do not think that they are. But are you Googling who you argued with last? No, I'm still thinking of songs. I've got to like, I've got, I've got some stuff in my head, but it's, the titles are not coming to me. This next question is so fucking horrific that I'm going to skip who the last person you argued with because I can't, you don't last argue. The last person I argued with was this beardy person. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, bearded man. Yeah, in just say it. My feminist <laughs> rhetoric <laughs> class. Oh, God. The joke writes itself. Who eventually just stopped showing up, but he... Out of fear, I'm sure. Yeah, pretty much every class was just me arguing with him. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't usually argue. Obviously, I'm Aquarius. So I usually don't argue with people. Um... Okay, this is the horrifying one I feel like I really need to ask you. Do you put butter before putting the peanut butter on? There's no explanation. Do I put butter before I put peanut butter on? The peanut butter on. Do I put butter before I put the peanut butter on? Yeah. It doesn't say on what? Yourself? No. Some bread? Contrary to popular belief, I'm not a serial killer. So <laughs> I don't eat butter and peanut butter on the same, yeah, same. food. Uh, what was one of your stuffed animals' names as a kid? Um, my... Stuffed animal I had for the longest. Mm-hmm. I bought it at a now defunct chain called Family Toy Warehouse. <laughs> and it was after 101 Dalmatians came out, the original cartoon, not the Amazing Glenn Close remake. And I got patches. Mm. And I had patches probably until high school, and then my stuffed animals disappeared, so I'm sure they're in a trash bag somewhere. Yeah. At my parents' house. But I had him... He fit under my arm, so when I slept on my side, he, like, kept my arm propped up. But I used to sit and watch him, like, wash in the washer in the dryer. To make sure, because he... Are his, you sure you're not a fucking serial killer? Because <laughs> his head came off once in the washer. Oh, my God! So <laughs> I would horrifying. I would watch I would watch to make sure that he was okay in the oh. washer dryer. Um, that's the only... I, thought, I can't think of any. I thought I'd be able to... I had a lot of stuffed animals. I, I was too. like, I had to have like 20 of them and I had to make sure they're all... And they all had a place in yeah. my bed and I had to tuck them all in and they all had an order. All right. I'm not that fucking neurotic, but, but I get I, you. There was a little... I had a little beanie baby that I got from Hallmark that was a little ghost and he was carrying a pumpkin. Oh my 
His name was Boo, and it was like he was the cutest stuffed animal I've ever seen. I had Philippe from, uh, I got it at Disney on Ice when we were still living in Michigan in the early 90s, um, or the mid-90s. Yeah, that's the only one that I can... I had a, a sheep that I kept... I just got rid of it. My mom moved again recently, and I just finally was like, I think I can give up this sheep. Um, I don't remember its name. I know it had one, but Philippe is the only the only stuffed animal that I can, I can think of. Um, this is me, again, really just playing my own self uh, and putting it all out there. Did you ever own, at one time... <laughs> One Bare Naked Lady CD. Joke's on you. I own multiple Bare Naked Lady CDs. My dad saw them in bars when they were uh, not famous yet, like before they got huge and did everybody's fucking theme song. So I actually have a really deep fondness for not just the hits, but the deep tracks. Like I know several Bare Naked Ladies deep track songs. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer for Stacey, who is still Googling her song. She has not, no. other than through me, uh, coming into a relationship with her, owned a Bare Naked Lady CD. And I was incredibly embarrassed to whip out my Bare Naked Lady CD collection. I There's one, their one live album is the only one that I still listen to regularly because it's just like super nostalgic. Um, what's your favorite day of the week? Um, my favorite day of the week. It's an interesting question. Um, I haven't thought about it in a while. I like every day of the week, but Thursday because I have a, a shirt from the band Thursday and I like to wear it on every fucking day that isn't Thursday and it pisses people off I don't have a favorite day of the Mondays week. from here and now are good I'm trying to think of a favorite day of the week yeah I just like Monday it's my day that I'm like probably like Tuesdays or Wednesdays I think Thursdays for me but everyone apparently hates Thursdays I just feel like it's <laughs> you've gotten through the weird beginning of the week and you're in it Mm-hmm. Officially. And, and then it's like, you've got Friday to go, but then the weekends are weird because you want to just keep acting like it's the week and you can't because there's stuff that's not open on the weekends or like different hours. Yeah. I don't know. Wednesday. Sure. I like to, I take it back Tuesday because that's when you get the best deals on shit because it's a bad travel day. Yeah, so you, that's I when guess. you get like deals on things, which I enjoy. I guess books still release on Tuesdays. I don't know if albums still Do release they? on Tuesdays. I don't think so. I don't think it matters anymore. Um, your favorite Sunday topping. I don't, we have, don't eat a lot of Sundays. Uh, back to that hashtag vegan thing. Um, the last Sunday I had was after we uh, we we were in Chicago. We were catching a mega bus, and we stopped at the Chicago diner and got a, a, a s'mores brownie Sunday, which was fucking delicious. Um. I honestly, growing up, uh, something my dad did, and the, so it's something I liked, but uh, butterscotch syrup was always my favorite. I think just chocolate sauce. Oh, yeah. I guess we make chocolate I sauce. Like, I don't like too much on ice cream. No. So probably chocolate sauce. I also like warmed warmed up peanut butter, like melted peanut butter. I can fuck with that. There's uh, an ice cream shop in the town that we both used to work in that had... Um, peanut butter like in a hot fudge oh where you could pump. dip it so you could just like they would oh. just like pump hot like oh, warm peanut butter yeah. onto your ice cream that's nice uh did you take piano lessons i did did I, you i took piano lessons for a very long time um yeah that was gonna be my first major in college and then i decided huh. against it same um not but piano I, but vocal yeah i think that i was good at one point in time 
I think he's probably still there. Um, yeah, I played for choir and chamber singers and jazz band for a little bit, but um, yeah, and a bunch of Evanescent songs for talent shows. <laughs> uh, uh, what is your most frequently played song right now? Oh, right now. Yeah. This is an interesting question. I still use Last FM. Speaking of ancient social media, I still use Last FM. Um, so I guess I could look on mine. I've been listening to a lot of, I've been having to, now that the semester has started again, I revert to uh, shit played at goth clubs to get my work done. I don't know why, but um, I've been listening to, I'm embarrassed to say this, a lot of Copy Christ. Oh, mine's been, is it most listened to music or song? Song. song. Most frequent song played is well, a weird I've way that they chose to work. Been that. for the last year. Two years, <laughs> almost, year and a half since the last Evanescence album came out. I pretty much had that on repeat since it came out. But I, I don't know. I don't listen to music a lot, so it's hard for me to like. Normally, what I put on is just something in the background if it's noisy. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm at home and the neighbor is noisy, I put music on because that noise is is less worse than his noise yeah i'm surprised you can't he quieted down right in time for us but to do music, this so thanks dude yeah but music is just like noise to me when i'm trying to do things so i don't listen to music while i'm doing things but hungry lucy oh yeah um i have been listening to a lot of early 2000s goth like kitty uh birthday massacre what else yeah. kidney thieves yeah hungry lucy's killer king is usually a go-to God is an astronaut because they're instrumental. Um, this was supposed to be song, but I guess well, this I was going to get to the song. Yeah, um, Tropic of Cancer because they're like amazing. Um, but song recently, I've been listening to Julian Baker's Funeral Pyre on repeat for probably the last four days. That's funny because um, something by Julian Baker is something that's <laughs> something that's been playing on repeat for me. I'm I was obsessed. thinking about songs that make me cry oh julian baker is a good one um <laughs> fair enough julian baker's go home i can't even listen to because yeah. the first time i heard it i was a sobbing mess so when it comes on i skip it even though all of her songs are sad that song is the saddest i can't even listen to it and then oh that and appointments by her is really good too um jeff buckley's dream brother most of grace <laughs> but it's usually a both a um that song that album gives me life and makes me want to conquer the world while i'm crying which <laughs> was my 2019 goal which was cry work simultaneity i need to figure out how to multitask my crying that's what's up so maybe listening to julie baker while i work so i can just sob and work at the same time some of these are so silly do you use umbrellas yes we're goth um do you know all the words of the canadian national anthem no unfortunately we are canada's underpants so um Favorite vegan cheese. This is just normal favorite cheese. Favorite but vegan cheese. This is just like there's so many categories. Just one. I really like the um. Is it tree line? They're spreadable. Yeah, because like, we like the spreadable cheese. But I'm like, are we talking spreadable cheese? Are we talking? I just like that one a lot. I think that shredded che- like melty just shredded cheese. Because honestly, Daya's got the game cornered. Like interesting theory. I like the. There's the one with a little heart. Follow of, your heart. Follow your heart. The their cheese, their shredded cheese, like liquefies. Yeah, it's horrifying. So, 
in some ways I like it better than Daya because Daya gets melty but kind of stringy but there's like kind of liquefy so it's like cheese would actually do on pizza yeah that's a good answer but the tree line spreads the shed I wonder if the meat oh and chow chow oh fuck I take it all back chow's whatever chow the slices we get a chow are my favorite I take it all back is the best thing that's ever happened uh, I will say though honorable mention to Trader Joe's cream cheese because it has culture so it tastes the most like schmear yes the Tofuji cream cheese tastes like the plastic container that it comes in. It does. The Smiths or the Cure? Uh, I don't hate the Smiths. Um, I was being overly dramatic and was playing the Smiths to Stacey because I wanted attention, but the Cure is my favorite. The Cure? I only really ever listened to the Cure. Um, Well, out of the two, Mm -hmm. I really only listened to the Cure. I found out about the Smiths. After What's-His-Face was being Morrissey was being a dick. I think at the same time that I found out about the Cure. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I knew the song from that the band covered for Charmed. Yeah. That was then, I think Morrissey's version is, I think the original is for the Kraft theme, the Kraft theme song is the same song, but I don't think it's the, um, the amazing, another amazing early 2000s band that deserves more credit covered it for Charmed. Um, but, so I listened to The Cure, but I didn't really listen to Morrissey. And then I came back to curing him. And I was like, fuck, this guy has an amazing voice. But he's just been kind of an asshole for like 30 years. So I've never... How's that different than any other man in music? I've just never like... By the time I went in to get into him, I was like, oh, well, I don't feel like I can now. And people I knew from high school that really were into the Smiths. Now, or even like fuck that person but yeah it's just like by the time he spent 30 years rambling about fucking nothing every like women being terrible and mm. it's like bono it's like why even bother i mean you two I, sucks, well, okay but... whoa, whoa whoa i don't think we can put morrissey and bono and even even the same no but bono came out with that inter- interview where he said women ruined music because it was no, about both assholes, it was but... about men's expression of emotion and <laughs> philosophy <laughs> and that women trivialized yeah. it I'm sure Limp Biscuits break stuff is really a um a testament to philosophy. Uh, let's see, best job you've ever had. Best job I've ever had is probably was probably technically my first job. The calendar stand. I think Coldstone, the ice cream place, Coldstone Creamy, was my first job. I started Coldstone. And Spencer's within a week of each other. And you don't remember which one was first? But I'm pretty sure I worked at Coldstone first. And I worked there for three years. Um, and that was the best job I ever had. That's I... where I learned how to... I, For some reason, at like three months after I started there, got promoted to manager. And then the manager that was there left... And the manager that took his place didn't do anything, so I basically just had to run the shop. But that's where I learned everything about working and managing and cleanliness in food service. And it ruined me ever eating in public. <laughs> Again, yeah, because sure. because we were so clean and did everything right, like our inspect because the company inspected the store like once a month and they would like put their finger in the drains and like check the like 
baseboards and stuff for dirt so it was really intense and it was just a franchisee so it was just like a local boss and he was creep but he was harmless but yeah he kind of just let us do whatever we wanted but Mm -hmm. in a good way like he just let us run things um i think that was my best job I think my job right now is my best job. Um, I will say I also worked at a, a smaller ice cream place. It was local to Columbus. And I loved that job. And I think that as far as jobs that have impacted my life the most, it does come a very close second. But I work at a, a tiny artisanal bakery now. And I do their social media. And I also uh, bake. And I get to do their flavored development, which is really fun for me. Because I get to just say things like, hey, I want to make... A pretzel that tastes like a burrito and I get to do that um so I'm very very fortunate we also have bosses that care deeply about us uh funnily enough they're like these two cool old school punks from where Stacey and I grew up they're a little bit older than us but um they take good care of us so I'm I'm very fortunate um some of these are silly (laughs) when was the last time anybody played chess there's one here about chess um your favorite shoes you have ever owned I think my vegan Doc Martens are probably it. I finally got a pair of um, checkered Vans after wanting them for like 15 years. And I'm obsessed with them. But I... mm, Black, like the black classic Converse might be my favorite shoes of all time ever. Favorite shoes I've ever had. I think the shoes I enjoyed the most were the first pair of light-up shoes that I got. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) You went right for it. Um... Probably, I don't know. It was probably 97 or 98. But we never bought anything new. Sometimes we would go to Meyer and get, like, if we really needed a pair of pants. But most of the clothes we got were all from our church. Or I got from my brother, my older brother. Um, and the church actually had someone had donated a pair of light-up shoes that were in my size and i still remember just running around oh my god my enormous yard growing up just like those things lighting up and i think i have a pair i know i know that a picture exists of me in them with them lit up but favorite pair of shoes r.i.p were the first pair of demonia platforms i bought Mm. in 2004 and they were way too tall for me because I'm already t- super tall. <laughs> uh, sorry, our cat is scratching down the wall like a fucking maniac. They don't—they don't do normal annoying cat things. They don't eat the toilet paper. Um, they don't do that weird chirping things at birds. They only don't like squirrels. I don't know what that is. Um, but sometimes they scream at ghosts that aren't there and uh, scratch on the. I'm just anything for attention. Um. Oh, these this pair of shoes. This pair of demonios. And I can't ever find them anymore on the internet. There's also a dress I'm trying to find. But these demonias, and they were the tall ones that had this, like, three holes and they had springs. Mm-hmm. And I went to the mall in them one night and I didn't wear want to wear them around. And my friend owned a coffee shop. And the girl that she was trying to hook me up with she like finally got us together to go see um the corpse bride oh my god and i wanted to 
not wear them around so i switched out of them and left them in her shop and this is when her crazy husband who she divorced um threw them away and he like boarded up the shop and sold it and flew back to india like wiped out their bank account and flew back to india and I spent a whole day with mall security trying to see if they got like compacted in the dumpster, but oh we could God. never find them. But I, it was tragic <laughs> because I wore them and it was a good night. And I had a, a you know, a teenage gothy romantic night and then I lost my favorite shoes ever. I'm heartbroken for you. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, sorry, some of these are, I've never watched Sex in the City. My favorite fruit, uh, favorite fruit right now. I'm obsessed with passion fruit. I've had a lot of passion fruit flavored things. When we were in Germany, we went to an Indian restaurant and got um, these beers called Diju Diju. And they brought them out to you and you drank them out of a coconut situation. Um, And I had the passion fruit one and it was so good. And our local Kroger, it's just like a shitty college curve, but they had passion fruit. I was like, well, I've never had one. Um, So I opened it up and fell in love. I love, they're so sour and acidic and I love sour stuff so i really fuck with eating um right now my my like ultimate dessert is two passion fruits and uh silk vanilla yogurt that together is like the perfect dessert for me my favorite fruit yeah this is hard because it's so simple Mm. i love grapefruits with an undying passion but i also love blackberries with an undying passion i have to say blackberries because they grow here (laughs) <laughs> and grapefruits do not. So when I think of winter, cold seasons, blackberries. Good. Um, and blackberry pie. <laughs> oh God. Here's a good one. Are we doing uh, all of these or are we just No, picking? I've skipped around because some of them are silly. Like, I don't know what a toque is. T-O-Q-U-E. And the question is, baseball hat or toque? 2K? Uh, we don't wear hats. We're not really hot people. We've never watched Sex in the City. Um, have you thrown up in a car or at work? Yes. <laughs> um. uh, one time I threw up at work because I, it was when I finally decided to go vegan. I had been vegetarian when we met for like five, five or something longer than that. I don't know. I've probably been vegetarian for like six or seven years. Um, and I was really resisting going vegan and when I went vegetarian, I went because I threw up mini corn dogs and I lost 13 pounds in like four days because I was so sick. Uh, and then something very similar happened with some tortellini, the Amy's pesto tortellini. I got a bad one of those, so I threw up at work after eating that. Uh, I've thrown up in a car multiple times. Until recently, I didn't know I had astigmatism in both eyes, which has led to me having horrific car sickness. There was a really terrible story about throwing up after um, I was on our, we were on our way home from Pittsburgh visiting my mom's side of the family and we lived in southeastern Ohio at the time so we would go through uh Amish country which is super hilly with these breakneck turns and I I at the time was obsessed with Esmeralda from uh Disney's not Hercules uh Hunchback of Notre Dame and uh got a whole slew of Esmeralda themed things and I had to throw up in my Esmeralda bag and my dad threw it out the window and I was gutted just totally heartbroken i've thrown up in a car several more times i now as an adult at least get out of the door but i the most of me has still been in the car i think the most recent occurrence of of that was um i was lamenting a breakup with my best friend and uh he decided that what we needed to do was drink 
caramel apple vodka. So I did that um, and then ended up throwing up the pasta I had for dinner. And you could see the tomato skins from the roasted tomatoes I had eaten. That's gross, but there you go. Well, what about you? I don't have any memories of throwing up in the car. I don't know if I ever did when I was younger, but... I, never really I don't even know I've that never, I've seen you... I've never really thrown up a lot. I mean, if I've gotten, like, a stomach bug or something, but I've not been, like, a particularly... Yeah, other than the one gastroenteritis bout you eat. I've had some people throw up in my car, and I've had coworkers throw up at work. <laughs> Do you remember the one time we were covering um, at the other mall, and that the dude that worked at Taco Bell and the Spencer shit himself at work? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's still to this day, the dude that was like, yeah, we're going to talk about it, and I fucking shit my pants after I eating Taco Bell. Have, I don't think I've ever thrown up at oh, work. Lucky at. you. Oh, here's an excellent story opportunity. What was the first alcoholic beverage that you drank when you got drunk for the first time? Stacey's story is way better than mine. Um, I was a shitty punk kid. I fucking snuck the schnapps out of my... It was green apple and peach schnapps. Uh, I lived right by a park. So my shitty friends and I would go down to the park and get fucked up and then sleep in the slides until like 6 a.m. And then I would climb back through my window. So that was mine. That and or I think Smirnoff Ice also played a small role. Um, first story is so good. alcoholic beverage. So I never really drank at all. Like I didn't have any alcoholic beverages. Basically until we got together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I think I started actually drinking at like 25 because it took me a while after we got together to still like autumn's wedding that's what get into alcohol well I mean I had drank because we had gotten beer like I'd been drinking beer for a while before autumn's wedding but autumn so graciously had an open bar um I will say not to shit on her it's been several years since her wedding and it was incredible don't get me wrong uh not great vegan food wise so it didn't help that we were drinking on an incredibly empty stomach the last thing i remember is a flash of doing um the footloose dance from show choir with her brother <laughs> but yeah the open the open bar was definitely Stacey's time to shine yes yeah so i didn't really start drinking beer regularly at all until maybe 20 till i was 24 25 yeah but what was tell them your um, your experience getting so drunk I for the first time very first had a sip of Budweiser when I was eight oh. because my cousin and I were asking my grandfather for some of his beer and he's like you're gonna hate this this is disgusting so he had us take a sip and we both thought it was disgusting my brother um, did the opposite thing where he loved it so that's but I didn't have alcohol at all as a teenager until I was 17 no that's not true I had oh boy. wine, red wine a bit, I would say, when I was 15, but not regularly. I didn't really know how you got alcohol. Um, so this is first alcohol that you got drunk off of? Yeah. I think your your first drunk story. I think the story that I'm thinking of, I know which one you're... Yes. I, that counts. So I think I had nothing. This and, is the action And then I had person. wine maybe like four or five times. When I was like 15 or so. Because the girl I was dating's mom always wanted us to, like, New Year's, like, had us, like, bought us a whole bunch of wine and then was like, you guys didn't, like, we woke up the next morning and she's like, you didn't drink all of this, you need to drink all of this. Weird. We're not going to waste it. Maybe she's just a good Italian mother. Um, 
but it was like impossible for me to get through like a mini bottle of wine but I didn't drink at all and then when I was 17 I decided I wanted to prove to myself that I didn't ever want to be drunk by getting drunk (laughs) so I was at first carefully measuring glasses of red wine and basically timing them so I could have a so I could eventually get a little buzzed and I ended up being told to chug the bottle so I chugged like half the bottle and but like, wait there's more 20 minutes later was really un- obviously my stomach was really uncomfortable and I felt the buzz and I was like I don't like this at all abort mission abort mission abort mission so I went to the bathroom and I was like I'm just gonna throw up and get it over with but the bathroom was disgusting so I cleaned it first (laughs) because I wasn't gonna throw up at a terrible toilet amen um and then the toilet was broken which I forgot about so I threw up in the sink and then I re-cleaned the bathroom after I threw up so I wouldn't leave stuff everywhere (laughs) Um, uh, there's nothing more Aquarius about you than that story. But I remember the people that were around blew it out of proportion because I was, at one point in time, I was legitimately just using the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to come in because they were like, oh, you're drunk, let us in, let us help you. And I was like, I'm really just trying to use the bathroom. And I remember the story Girl, got... Girl, I'm drunk on mine. I, I remember the story got blown out of proportion because people were like, oh, you were so drunk, do you want to let us in? And I was like, no, I was just... Using the bathroom. I was poo-pooing. And then I never drank, I don't think, anything at all again until before we met. Yeah, you were on a, a wino phase when we met. Right before we met, I had kind of been having um, that hard cider that's like sweeter than... Oh, Angry Orchard? No, um, Woodchuck. Woodchuck. It's like sweeter than the devil. It's like... <laughs> sweeter than that there devil. Um, I, I, yeah, no, my really brother had those and I had a couple then and then I got Witch's Brew, but I, it was basically like 90% apple cider with some Witch's Brew. But the, even that was only like once or twice. Yeah. There was maybe like two weeks in a row that I had one bottle mm-hmm. of wine that I never finished. But that Christmas, you better believe that your mother got us every every. But then when we met, I wanted to, you would drink. Yes, I was coming off of a eight month binger. And then I wanted to drink, so I went back (laughs) to wine because it was the only thing that I had drank before. And I had just figured beer was disgusting, which was not Not true. true. And turns out it's like great, truly the liquid of the gods. That's gin, though. Oh yeah, I guess what we can tell them are um, my liquor of choice has always been whiskey. I have many a story about my ability to shoot whiskey straight. One involves a bendy straw, but that's a story for that's a whole story for another podcast. I think that falls under uh, grounds for divorce. Um, but I've always loved whiskey. Whiskey is always whiskey and coffee is probably my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, but yeah, I love whiskey and cider. So, uh, Cece's a gin girl. Mine is gin. The driest, mm-hmm. um, spiciest. Like, it needs a lot of juniper. I like yeah. florals. Like, beef eater. I have hair in my chest, so I like, <laughs> straight with Yeah, beef eater, dry. Oof. 
is good. And then Oof. what's the other one? What's the one that I like? Bombay, Bombay Sapphire. Bombay Sapphire, I could... It's actually why I haven't aged in 12 years is because I just, like, bathe in that. <laughs> Bombay Sapphire? I just... After saying that you hadn't the, drank for several years. Yes, the Countess Bathory of <laughs> gin. Okay, I'm going to pick a couple more of these, and then we're going to wrap this episode. Yes. Um, we have a couple more things to get to, so I think we'll just do this on the next episode. Let's see. Um, when... When you snuck out of your house for the first time, who was it with? I've never snuck out of my house. Oh, no! <laughs> because, well, I never had to because my parents didn't really care. I mean, they just weren't really, like, around. Like, I don't know. I They didn't want my sister sneaking out, but my sister was always acting up. But I was... Stacey's the middle child. I was the middle child. And I'm old, the oldest. Old from my... the day I was born, so I never really, True. like, wanted to sneak out, but... I also had my older brother, so usually it was okay if I went out with him. But I've, I've never snuck out. I've snuck into other people's houses, but I've never snuck out of my house. I think the first time that I snuck out of my house was with this girl, Jalen. Um, she was the first bad influence There's that so I remember. There's so good questions in here. What did I skip? Uh, can I tell my story first? Yes. Uh, so I don't remember. She would stay at my house and then sneak out to meet her boyfriend. And like I said, we would just go. To, we would sneak out and go to the park and get drunk. Um, so that was the majority of me sneaking out in my, like high school teenage years um when my parents divorced they my dad moved with uh, his second wife my step figure as we lovingly call her to uh the town that we met in and i the last time i remember sneaking out of the house was to go with two dudes named joe to ihop (laughs) i have a picture of us like a shitty pre-smartphone well i guess it was i technically had a smartphone but pre-good smartphones but I have a picture of the three of us in the car after having crushed some pancakes. Um, I have really fond memories of sneaking out. One There's... time, a, a dude was sneaking out. He wasn't even sneaking out of my house because he was visiting me. He was uh, same girl's other other boyfriend at the. I, I think it was a couple years later. But everybody had snuck over to my house because we TP'd some other girl's house, and he was on probation. So he tried to skittle, skittle, scuttle, scuttle out of my window. <laughs> Um, and did so to a, uh, a cop shining his light on him. So that was, that was a fun time. But yeah, I have really fond memories of sneaking out. I, we only got caught the one time. Um, and I never really did anything particularly. I lived pretty close to a Wendy's and a Speedway, so I would like walk to Speedway or Wendy's. Um, or go get IHOP when I was living in a bigger city. Do you want to ask a question? Well, we have to clear up this question of what the toothbrush or dry brush with the toothpaste. If you dry brush with the toothpaste, you're a serial killer. I agree. I wet my toothbrush. Um, okay, but do you wet it with hot or cold water? Hot at first mm. to get the bristles so soft. Sometimes okay. the bristles are hard. Okay, but can we talk about the fact, uh, do you shampoo first in the shower or soap? So I I'm don't gonna... shampoo my hair. Okay, well, um, I want to clarify that. So my routine is the most efficient and best way to go about showering. Which is you get in, you shampoo, you rinse, you condition, then you do everything. Else. Then you do everything else. But I fucking caught Stacy in the goddamn shower, doing everything first and then conditioning, to my fucking horror. It's like I didn't even know her. Who shaves without conditioner in their hair? Well, I shaved us. I just like needed the. I didn't need to shave in the shower, so I just shaved really quick and then got in the shower, and then did because I was focusing on doing my hair. Um, I'm just saying I'm horrified. There were some of these that were good. Do we do? Do you scream on roller coasters? I do not scream ever. This is about the highest her voice goes. Um, I don't emit noises when I'm startled 
or no just karate chop hands yes i don't like vocally show emotion very much um we went to a theme park well we went to disney two years ago or a year and a half ago and we rode a couple of rides then but we went to cedar point for our anniversary or king's island i'm sorry king's island for our um anniversary this past year and i am very much a screamer i just love to live in i have so much pent-up aggression from working in customer service and being in the bureaucracy of academia and i can only theoretically yell on twitter so much before i get suspended uh, both from twitter and the university so letting it fucking loose on a, a roller coaster is my favorite thing um you were my first roommate is that true yeah. you lived with someone else before me I guess I did. You did live with your ex-girlfriend before you lived with me. Yeah. Stacy was my first roommate, but Stacy lived with her ex-girlfriend. I don't know. She we... wasn't really ever there. Did Her or... mom was more my roommate Oh, than I meant in Michigan. Else. But You did have an apartment together. Yeah, I guess I did. I blocked that a lot of my That's fair. <laughs> mind. Did we do first job? Uh, We did best job, but you said that, you're, you said first, that was your first job. Very first job mm-hmm. was actually at McDonald's. Oh yeah, I forgot the quintessential. Everyone that goes my vegan brother works at McDonald's. I was really intent when I was fourteen and a half, or whatever the state <laughs> law is, on getting a job because a bunch of my friends there was a McDonald's in my hometown, and a bunch of my friends got jobs at the grocery store back when you could still be like a cart person and a bagger before the self checkouts. Um, I worked at McDonald's, and my brother worked at McDonald's for a long time. And so I went there, and the manager basically told me that she would never a million years hire me, but my, she loved my brother so much that she would give me a chance. And I realized then that I could never work in Fast food. that kind of environment, but yeah. not as a judgment towards that job because i've no. always worked in fast food or the real MVPs. service and i've always worked in retail and i've like cleaned houses it was just that environment wasn't like i couldn't Conducive. even function yeah it's in that so environment much. and that the place that i worked wasn't great so it was like i you know i'm a bumpkin <laughs> just like a country rube so i went to this job and it was like when i got there the person that was supposed to be doing orientation was like don't bring money in because people will steal your shit out of your coat and i was like what the fuck? <laughs> but i left after a week and i got a 40 dollar paycheck and which in that day's money was my a bajillion dollars dream of working didn't happen until i was 16 my um, first job was at uh, Best Buy. It was the same one that my dad worked at briefly, and I was in the cell phone division. Uh, I wasn't technically old enough to be in that department. I d don't know why, but um, I had pink hair when they first hired me, and the lady's like, you got to lose your pink hair. So I went back to – I didn't mean for it to be pink, admittedly. Um, it was like a, a deep magenta, so I just went back to my orange-based red. Um, what was your first car? My first car? Yeah. The first car that I owned or the first car that I drove? I think just the first car that you – like, that was your car. Um, The first car that was my car was my 1990. I still love her. I still own her. Um, She doesn't run, at least not well. I think a, a raccoon is living in her. But uh, 1990 Honda Accord. When I say that the interior is fucking maroon, I mean everything was maroon. The automatic seatbelts, maroon. The seats, maroon. The dash, maroon. Everything. The ceiling, the whole interior, fucking maroon. Uh, and then her name was Kitty because she purred. She was beautiful. My first car was... My brother's first car, <laughs> which was a 
all maroon, maroon outside, all maroon interior. Wow. 93 Dodge Spirit. We are truly meant to be. The greatest car that ever existed because it there was still enough room. Like you could put five people in the back seat and then like four people on the floor. <laughs> and it was my grandmother's car and then my parents bought it and then my brother had it and then I had it. And the engine finally gave out at like 325,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And it was the best car. The first, first car I ever that I bought was... Um, yeah, I bought Kitty. 88 BMW that was not very functional. I once <laughs> caught a whole... Someone's like lawn on fire. <laughs> yeah, um, Kitty was a good car. Um, she, unfortunately... Like I said, I still technically own her. Um, but we had to stop driving her in those, those the winter of 2014 because the heat went out. There's a really, um, really funny story. She broke down right before my 19th birthday, and my then-boyfriend and our mutual best friend uh, went elbow deep inside of her to fix her. But the way that that make and model of car is, the uh, the power steering belt rubs and wears down and makes life really complicated, so I drove that fucking car without power steering for about six months, um, and I was ripped. I never looked better than when I drove that car. <laughs> There's some of these that are really good. Like, when did you go to your first funeral? That's not a good question. I was very young. The first one that I... I know that I went to some when I was a kid, but the one that I remember was in the seventh grade. It was my great-grandma, my mom's great-grandma. And uh, I almost failed Spanish because she wouldn't let me make up my work, even though I told her I was going to a funeral. I think my first funeral... I think my first funeral... I don't remember exactly the order because they're all blurry, but... Mm -hmm. I think my first funeral, I was 10, 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. I think I would have been 10. I was my, my great-grandmother, my grandfather's mother. Um, and, yeah, I think I was 10. Because then yeah, the next I would have been about the same age. Then I think it's the next year. The next year, my grandmother died. Because mm-hmm. they were almost exactly a year. Their deaths were almost exactly a year apart. See, this isn't a good question. This is sad. Because the next one for me would have been the kid that we all went to that was, like, super nice, that we all knew. I came into – Spanish was, like, I think the first class I had that day, and I came in late, and that's how I found out that he died. Just – he didn't feel well. He went to sleep. His dad went to check on him, and he just never woke up. Yeah. And then my – So, very cheery subject, Stacey. I uncle die, a great uncle die, and then I basically, like, from 10 to, like, 14 just had two or three funerals every year. I – But I have a really big family, and – Yeah. So, for me, I like the question just because, like, I think it's weird that people aren't used to funerals and don't Mm -hmm. go to funerals. Or I meet people who are my age who are just experiencing their first, like, family death or, like, close friend death. Whereas, for me, not that it's great, but for me, I feel like it's Something you've experienced. Normal. So, it's, it's like... This is something are, I think we should talk about yeah. more in its own podcast. Um, as somebody who like yeah. is really into death positivity, I think we yeah. need to talk about funerals. There's, yeah, but there's maybe like three more questions. I think are good. Okay, do let's do those three and then we'll wrap. Yes. Sound good? Okay, go. Um, how old were you when you moved away from first moved away from your hometown? Well, I guess that's hard for you because you've moved a lot. I moved a lot when I was young. So I was born in Dayton in '93, and then we moved every two years until I landed in the town that I grew up in. Um. But I basically, so my parents were divorced. My dad lived about 20, 30 minutes away. Um, so I was split between those two towns. And then I moved in with Stacy in 2013 and I was 20. 
So that's pretty young, all things considered. Yeah, I think And I'm... then I technically... Well, I moved to Columbus when I was... Yeah. I think I was still 20. Um, so if that counts as moving away from my hometown. Uh, and then I, like, really moved away when we moved to Cincinnati. Uh, I was 23. So, again, still pretty young. Yeah, I first moved away at... 1819 I moved to Michigan. 19 you said. And came back. I think would have been. Um who was your first grade teacher? Mrs. Skinner, she was the fucking devil. Uh she was a total authoritarian disciplinarian. Uh she threw a desk at me. Well, on top of me. She dumped Ooh. my desk on. I I am a I live in chaos and I am a or I'm an organized mess kind of person like I have piles on my desk, but I know what all of the piles of my desk are. Um and she didn't like that about it was one of those cubby desks at the time. And she was like, you have to be military school level fucking orderly, which Stacey clearly is. I am not. Um, so she dumped my desk out while I was sitting at it and like dumped me over with it and beat people with rulers. Uh, I will say that I was already, I, that was the first grade that I was at at the school that I was at for the rest of my life or my, you know, K through 12 life. So not stoked <laughs> with my first experience. I was so nervous about going to that school because I went from a really nice, not private, but like a nicer uh, public kindergarten where we learned we did half the day in Spanish and half the day in English because my parents pretty early on were like, we want you to learn a second language. We want you to be a scholar of the world. I went from that. I was so paranoid that I would be behind that I taught. I had with my the help of my aunt. So my mom's sister's 10 years younger than her. So she would have been in her like late teens, early 20s. But I had her teach me, help me learn how to read before I got there, uh, which my teacher didn't believe that I could do. And then wouldn't ever let me get to the top of the fucking reading group because she didn't believe I was actually reading as fast as I was. So um, she was the fucking worst. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for bringing up all the most traumatizing things my you first, can. Yeah, my first grade teacher was uh, Mrs. Phelan, who was the wife of Did the pass? sheriff in Lancaster, Ugh. in the county that I'm from. Um, I really liked her, but I really loved Christian school because it was like, oh, Stacey also went to Christian school yeah, briefly. It That's was, a, it was challenging and I was kept being placed in the grades that I was in based on the academics. We learned Spanish. Um, I went to public school and basically realized that no one really cared mm-hmm. that we were yep. like being challenged. So I wasn't ever a good student through most of primary school. Um, what was the other question you wanted to ask? I think that's... What was your first concert? That's a good one. That's always one that people... That's a non-traumatizing one. This is interesting. Okay. Oh, fuck. I forgot. My first... Technically, my first concert... But it's not really a concert. We Mm -hmm. went to... I don't even know how this is a thing, because it was the 90s, and the 90s were just a (laughs) free-for-all. Um... We went to a Columbus Clippers baseball game, and at whatever the intermission of a baseball game is... I think still halftime. This Christian band that we loved played. And who was it? Or maybe they played at... My mind was that they played in... But I think they might have played after the Clippers game. Why is there a concert at a baseball game? Because I, it must have been after the game, because we were able to, like, go onto the field and up to the stage, because mm. they brought, like, a stage in the middle of the field. Um, yeah, that seems cumbersome for halftime. But it was... I a, don't know. Danny, if you're band, listening, what's the middle part of a baseball game? It's a band called For Him. <laughs> and... Um, 
I can't. I, don't I know why I'm got on my so dad's hard. my dad's shoulders, and because they had a song about a roller coaster, and I had a roller coaster. My actual first concert, and I had this wrong for a long time. Oh fuck! I thought my first concert was Bloody Irish Boys, mm. but my first concert was actually um, Thirty Seconds to Mars. Oh, that's a f- like real weird thing to fuck up. I thought it was Bloody Irish Boys, but when I looked back at the when they happened, they were actually close to one another. It was like uh, within a couple of weeks, but. It was on April 4th of 2006, and I only remember that because it was my sister's birthday. <laughs> my first show was, I mentioned it earlier, was uh, Family Force 5. It was in a church, some church somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. I just remember getting Tim Hortons afterwards. It was very exciting. And then the first show that I like really remember seeing was um, Waylon Jennings' son, Shooter Jennings. I saw him the day before I started 10th grade and got pink eye. Went with my, my boyfriend and his dad. Um... At the Newport in Columbus. It was probably... And this is back in Columbus. was fucking terrifying. Uh, it would have been 2008. So Columbus was still fucking scary. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all I, I... Some lady spilled beer on me about four seconds into walking in. And then I uh, came home reeking like shitty beer and weed. And my mom was furious. She still hates that boyfriend. We've been broken up since 2011. Um... She still hates him, and she really hates his fucking dad for that. She never fucking forgave them. Final question. Okay. Um, oh, God. First celebrity crush. Ooh, um, I was going to go with piercing, but that's too much. That's I feel like that will get... My first... I mean... My first piercing was... Obviously making uh, noise. Safety pin through my cartilage. I did uh, my lobes when I was seven, and then I did a bunch of stuff in my ears... My first facial piercing was my septum. A friend of mine did it when I was 17. So I've had it for almost 10 years. Um, yeah. Yeah, first celebrity crush. First celebrity crush. is. Pro- I was talking about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Raviv Allman is one of the first people that comes to mind. Hugh Dancy. He um, he was the prince in, um, oh my god, Ella Enchanted. I also had a really big crush on Anne Hathaway. Mine was, I had to look up her name. Mine was Anna Chlumsky. Okay, from Charmed? Who was in, um, My Girl. Oh. With Macaulay Culkin. Oh. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, she was my first crush, and then probably... Alexis Bledel also. Like, really early. Like, cause I, My Girl was, I mean, I was probably, like, four or five. Wow, that was really early. She was my first crush, first celebrity crush, and then really intensely was Kirsten Storms, who played Xenon Girl of 21st Century. Ooh, that's a good one. I remember we that movie came out, and I was really obsessed with it. And the our church, it was right before we left our church, but we had gotten the guest pastor, eventually became the new pastor, and then we left. <laughs> but he told us that it was okay that we ask for something every time we pray. And, and you I, prayed for her prayed that she would give me a big old smooch oh that's pretty, that's cute i had another one but i and then we it. talked about um cameron diaz in the mask in that red dress oh oh drew barrymore drew barrymore has always i it's one of those uh 
as like a queer woman, you're like, do I want to be her or do I want to be with her? And I think the answer to that is a resounding yes. Um, so this has been Six Sad Girls. Thank you for listening to our first episode. Um, holy shit, I can't. I know I can't believe we finally did it. You can't yes, believe you I finally hope did you it. You learned so much about us. You probably did. Um, so we are on the internet. You can find me uh, on Twitter. Um, it's Margot Grover backwards. I can't spell it off the top of my head. We didn't do that. Oh, we're going to do that. In this, uh, so the next episode we're going to do, I had a little bit more planned, but we went off on a fucking tangent about John Malkovich. Yeah. So the next episode, if you want to learn the dark side about us, we're going to talk about our weird irrational fears um, and other weird shit about us. I've got some good ones and our fucking conspiracy theories. Yes, I wholeheartedly believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, same. Uh, champ as and well. And Hitler escaped. Oh, fuck. Okay, we'll save it all. Save it all. Um... Pre- that's a good one. Preview of what's coming up. Preview of what's coming. Uh, yeah, so we're on the internet. Stacy is Stacy Jane or Grover is Stacy Jane. Sorry, at a uh, on Twitter, uh, Spoopy Vegan S P O O P Y Vegan on Instagram. I'm Petricor uh, with an uh, it's P E T R the number one C H O R Smell of Dust After Rain on the Instagrams. Uh, you can also find us at Six Sad Girls Pod on twitter and you can email us questions at six sad girls podcast at gmail.com that is six sad girls podcast at gmail.com thanks <laughs>